Blog Talk Radio. and looking 
like, you know, solid for the playoffs. And, you know, you, you know, hey, people can say whatever you want. Oh, the Steelers are going to playoffs. They're not going to go any further. Oh, if the Cowboys win or the Eagles win, uh, you know, they're going to have to play the Saints or the Seahawks. And, you know, it's, 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 they're not going to you know, You know, you just don't know. As Chris Berman would say, and that's why they play the game. I don't want to hear all that crap about what's going to happen in the playoffs and, oh, the team from the NFC shouldn't even get a chance to host the game because, you know what, I agree with you, but those aren't the rules. The rules say if you win a division, you get a home playoff game. That's what the rules say. So if the Cowboys win a division, they get a home playoff game. and anything's possible. I don't want to hear about oh the Steelers you know they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything I mean look at the Ravens and look at the Chiefs and hey you don't know that who thought that they would be eight and five after starting off zero oh, and three I didn't not even K Star saw that coming he knows that team better than I do he didn't see that coming so that you should go guess what we don't know and how's Tom Brady been looking lately uh, mortal beatable. Not very good, huh? So we don't fucking know. On that note, what we do know, Dr. Train, I hope you're enjoying your cruise with your, with your lovely wife. He'll be back with us next week. But I do have the other two co-hosts bringing them on right now. We've got K-Star and we've got JB. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Yep, what's happening? <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that you had done the show until I think about 45 minutes into the fact that you were doing the show. Uh, I may have joined you. I don't know. But, yeah, our feelings are probably similar. Yeah. Okay, right. Star, you there? Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. I just wanted JB oh, to get he's a... there. Yeah, wanted you to be good to have a little high and hello win since I'm still feeling a little sad at the Cowboys game. Um, but yeah, I'm here. Well, little doesn't you know describe what? Let's, start, let's start with the Cowboys. I've had my chance on Friday to vent. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. We're going to talk about the Steelers. We're going to talk about the Patriots. Hmm. What's going on in New England? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the 49ers and the Saints. What a game. It's actually being replayed um, as we speak on NFL Network right now. Being replayed. Uh, do we think that that is a preview of the NFC Championship game? I don't know. Uh, certainly going to talk about the NFC East, or as people call it, the NFC Least. Took the Eagles in overtime to beat the Giants. And I know every Cowboy fan that gives a shit was sitting there happy as a pig and slop at halftime of that game. And fortunately, you know, Giant, you know, you can't count on other people to do for you what you should have already done for yourself, bottom line. Um, but we're going to talk about all of that. So let, let's, let's back up and, um, you know, give JB a moment to say his piece. Um, I played, <laughs> I played about five seconds of Super Bowl shuffle, you know, just, just to be fair, here we go. Okay, that's it. That's all.
Well, I guess he ain't here anyway. Um, I did it twice. There's one. I said if uh, they won, I'd play the song. Um, there you go. They won. Uh, you know, J- JB, I'm, I'm not even going to really, uh, you know, give you any parameters here. I mean, uh, your thoughts about the game, the team, um, you know, like I said, I had my opportunity to get it all off my chest on Friday. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw it to you. What are your thoughts? I'm just thoroughly disgusted uh, from head to toe, top to bottom. It's cut into three parts. I would say half of it goes to the coach. But I'd also take the other 25% and put it on on uh, Jerry Jones. I'd take the other 25% and put it on the players. Because push come to shove, they got to play the game. They got to make the plays. And we can say all we want to about the whole coach being in the news, much maligned about his job, not getting the contract, and then them coming out to a 3-0 and start now faltering down the stretch to be below 500, where the Steelers were 0-3 to start, and now they're at 8-5. I will tip my cap to, to K-Star, to Tomlin, to Steelers, because that's how you're yep. supposed to do things. You're faced with adversity, you bounce back, you handle business. Cowboys got no excuse. There is no excuse at all. I mean, I'm to the point where I'm about to take my all my cowboy paraphernalia and just torch it. I am that disgusted. Not that I would, but that's just how disgusted I am at what's been going on. I can't believe what I've seen until you just said it. Two straight weeks, we've seen the same thing. Start off good and then put her down the stretch. Prior to that, they get slow starts, and then around the fourth quarter, that's when they finally wake up. Why can't they take what happened in these last two weeks for the first quarter and then take the weeks prior in the, in, in the last part, put it all together, play a full 60 minutes? I could have sworn you said last week when you were wrapping up the show, 60 minutes. I could have sworn a couple of weeks prior to that I said 60 minutes. Damn it, I'm still waiting for 60 minutes, and I still haven't seen it. And Not the TV show. The, the top. Say what? I said not the TV show either, cut. Exactly. Not the TV show. Hell, that don't even give me 60 minutes either. They give you, what, 42 when you take out the commercials. But at least it's still more than what the hell we've been seeing. I take it. Give me 42. Still, I take it. Hell, hell, give me 30 at this point. Give me 30. Because I can't even get 30. And just the, the talent. The talent alone is what has gotten them the win. It's just pure talent. And when you look up and down the, the roster and you look at the Patriots roster and then you look at the Bills roster and you look at the Bears roster, there's no way that they should be where they are right now to be six and seven, tied with a team that they beat the crap out of who just beat a team that took them overtime to get past a two-win team. Yet and still you find yourself tied in first place record-wise. Obviously they get the tiebreaker if the season were to end today, but it doesn't. You've now dug yourself a phenomenal hole where this, this, this division should have been wrapped up. Put a bow on that son bitch and been done. But no, 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 uh-uh. We got to make everybody sweat. We got to be the talk of the town in the worst way. Ain't but three games left to play, three games. And, and you got the Rams coming into town that starting to look like the Rams that we saw last year. Ain't this some boo? I don't care what the coaches do, I don't care what the GM the slash owner does, players got to step up. They, they got to put the big boy pants on, step up, and handle business, or they're going to be watching the playoffs 
from the same spot case I'll be watching, from the same spot train be watching, from the same spot Commissioner T be watching, from the same spot JB watching, on the damn couch instead of on the field at a playoff game where they're supposed to be. So they get their asses right or get left. That's all I got to say. And, you know, I'll just add this to the discussion. Um, You know, when we look at teams that are performing well, like the Ravens, they have Michael Vick 2.0 back there. We look at what Trubisky did against us, what – uh, Allen, the Buffalo did against us. What Mahomes is capable of doing, there is a trend in mobile quarterbacks that can extend plays, get third downs, turn them into first downs. We're seeing a lot of that this year, led by Lamar Jackson, but we're seeing that around the NFL. We're seeing the RPO, the run pass option. We're seeing how hard that still is. Um, you know, there was a time where that, when people ran that as their entire offense, it has now become a tool. And when you don't know what's coming, it's difficult. When that defensive end or that linebacker, and you can read whether he's crashing or not, it can be difficult. We saw Trubisky hurt us with it. We, you know, it's, it's, it, the, the point I'm trying to make is why on God's green earth are the Cowboys not using more of that? Whereas we just saw it a week ago with Buffalo. And then we see Trubisky do it. The guy ran for 81 yards the entire season and ran for something like 60 against us. But ran for 80 the entire season. So I, I, I don't get it. Like, why are we so arrogant that we go into a football game with a plan, and when the plan doesn't work, we just keep doing the same thing? Isn't that insanity? It ain't working. Why aren't we changing things up? You know, we, we script out our plays as most teams do based on our scouting and our reviewing of the tape. And over the last few weeks, we've done a good job of going in and getting that, getting that solid start that people have been wanting us to have. But then the team adjusts and we don't. And by the time we figure it out, we're down three scores and it's the late third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. What like there's a problem here. And I don't understand why the Cowboys aren't fixing this problem. Das, I love you, but what do you mean I can't put my finger on it? I can. <laughs> I, can put, I, I can put my finger on it. Second and third quarters, we suck ass. There it is. So whatever you were doing, it ain't working. I don't understand. Dax Mobile, he can run. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he can run. We've seen him. So why, are there, why aren't there more running plays, designed running plays for Dax? And I don't mean that stupid option play. Like, what, what, what is that? What is that? I don't want to do an option play. Do the RPO. It's what everyone's doing, and it's working. Why do you think you're smarter than the rest of the league? It's working everywhere else, but instead we're going to do a fucking option play. A fucking option play like we're damn Chip Kelly and the Oregon Ducks or something. Like, it, it's, it's so frustrating and I get it. It's easy for us to say it from my couch, JB's couch, et cetera, et cetera. I get that. But you know what? 
We are saying it because we're watching other teams do the exact same. We're, we're watching it, and it's working. Other teams are doing it, and it's working. And we're not doing it, and guess what? It's not working. Like, sometimes it's not that easy. I mean, that hard. Occam's razor, right? Sometimes the simplest solution is actually the solution. I don't know if we're overthinking it, if we're trying too hard, if we're making the game. I mean, the game is not that complicated. And I don't understand why Dallas makes it so complicated. You got a guy named Zeke Elliott who you just paid $90 million to, $50 million guaranteed. And God bless him, he's still running hard. I don't see any quitting him. I don't see him giving up. We run him the first drive of the game. He gets 30, 40, 50 yards. First quarter, 30, 40, 50 yards. Put that in the whole game. That's a 100-plus-yard game. The rest of the game, he hardly touches the ball. We get away from things that are working. When the pass is working, we want to run the ball. When the run is working, we want to pass the ball. Like, it's just disgusting. it, It really is not that complicated. It's like Madden. Okay, so I'll tell you. Madden's easy game. If you find something that works, you use it until someone stops it. That's Madden right there. Ask anybody, ask K-Star, ask any of the top players in the world. If it works, you keep using it until they stop it. And when they stop it, then you do something different. And then you may go back to that again anyway. That's Madden. I know. I've been around all these guys. I know what they do including K-Star, who had the nerve to whoop my ass in a tournament one day, but that's another story for another day. The point is, you make them stop you. You make them stop you with what's working. Dallas, no, no, no. You know, Zeke ran for 60 yards out of the first 85-yard drive, but now we're going to pass the ball because we're smarter than the other team. We know they're going to come out and stop Zeke. So instead of making them stop Zeke, we're going to start passing the ball. It's fucking ridiculous. I literally sit here and watch, and I'm ready to just say, you know what? And I feel JV's pain about wanting to burn yourself. And I know he wouldn't, and neither would I, but it's, it's the frustration of it. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just watch college football next week, and I won't watch bros. Yeah, I'll just watch college football. That's all. I'm just not even going to watch football on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, right. You know where I'll be on Sunday. It's just disgusting. And the last thing I want to say, well, it may not be the last thing for tonight, but on this particular topic, um, I, 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 I'll tell you what, I will never give up being a Dallas Cowboy fan, but I'm tired of the Dallas Cowboy fans. I'm tired of the fan base. I'm just disgusted with, with the vast majority of you. You guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. You don't know football. You don't know how to be a fan. I, if I have to read one more tweet about how uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop watching Cowboy games, I'm going to boycott Cowboy games, um, what else did I see out there, you know? Um, you know, you know, fire Jason Garrett now, you know, which would be unprecedented that a team that is in first place fires their head coach. Like, I get it. The record sucks, but we're in a bad division. We're in first place. You know, fire Jason Garrett. And who are you going to get a job to? I said this on Friday. Who are you going to get a job to? Chris Bouchard, have you looked at that defense? Have you looked at that defense? It's not Seattle. It's our defense. It sucks. Rod Marinelli, you know, last time he was a head coach, we know what happened in Detroit. Who are you going to give it to? Kellen Moore, first year's offensive coordinator. So we, what are you talking about? You're going to go bring in Ron Rivera, somebody with 
a few games left who knows nothing about our team and has either learned how we do it and try to make it work for the rest of the year or, yeah, go ahead and install something new now with three games to go. Like, people don't think, yeah, just fire Jason Garrett. Yeah, just get rid of Jason Garrett. Fire Jerry Jones. <laughs> hey, guys, newsflash, Jerry's not going anywhere. You can love him, you can hate him. He owns the team. Something about, you know, the golden rule, the man with the gold rule, gold rule. he owns the team. He ain't going anywhere. You just, you just accept that. You can be frustrated all you want. You can question his decision-making. But he's not going anywhere. And, no, he's not giving up the general manager job at this point either. One day he will because he's 77 years old. They ain't going to do it midseason. Like, do you watch this team? Do you follow this team? Or do you just watch SportsCenter? Like, be realistic. I'm going to not watch any more Cowboy games. I can't do it anymore. Okay, bye. One guy I saw on Facebook said, I'm done. I'm done being a Cowboy fan. I don't want to talk about the Cowboys anymore. Uh, I'm switching over to the Ravens. Bye. Stay there. Don't come back either. Like, you're not a fan. If you can't be with your team through adversity, it's like a relationship, right? There's ups and there's downs. Easy to be together when things are going great. How do you, how do you manage it when there's problems? You got your team. You love your team. They're not doing well. You're just ready to turn your back on your team. Well, do it, but stay gone. Don't come back when they start playing well. Okay, I'm done. I can go on all night. I'm done. Okay, uh, Star, I'm curious, before we talk about your Steelers, and because you're, you're in, a, in, a, in a place where you're probably not blinded by loyalty like JB and I, what do you think what is going on with the Cowboys? What's going on with the Cowboys? I just think it's mismanaged um, talent. I think that kind of just comes from the coaching staff and lack of leadership uh, within the locker room. You know, whether or not that's from the players or the coaches, I think it's likely the coaches, given um, the regime's been there for so long. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I mean, it just seems like a mismanaged talent. I mean, really silly play calls and a lot of key spots and big games. I remember the Thanksgiving game, <clears throat> I think it was a fourth down play when they, like, called a flat pass to Zeke. Um that was ultimately a misfire, but like the play design was a little questionable for fourth down. Um, but you just, I don't know, you kind of see it all year. The Cowboys are one of those talented teams in the league. They start, sometimes they start hot, sometimes they start really cold. It just seems like they get into the, like these long winded funks. And I think that, you know, a lot of that has to do with play calling and, and, and um, eventually over time, the players being demoralized because I think they, know that their coaching staff is failing them. And they're, as I saw against Chicago, like some of these missed tackles seem like a lack of effort. Oh, my God. And so, if it's, yeah, and it's like if there's a lack of effort, why would that be the case? And to me, it's like, well, they're clearly demoralized, and maybe it's just from their coaching staff. Like, I don't know what else it could be. Um, you know, maybe it's just frustration from losing. But, again, the losses I'm looking at, you know, it just seems to be more a product of, of bad play calling and questionable decision-making than anything else. Yeah, I, I do want to make one point, and then we'll we'll change directions here. You know, I watched the uh, Patriots-Chiefs game, and, you know, Bill Belichick is known for being rather stoic on the sidelines. I got to tell you, that man was not stoic in that game. I saw him when Tom Brady took off and ran and got a first down. 
I saw him wave do the first down motion. I've never seen Bill Belichick do that before because he really wanted this game, and he showed the appropriate emotion to support his team, you know, yelling at the refs and stuff, you know. Like, this is a guy who, you know, who was celebrated for his lack of emotion and his, you know, the same look, the same, the hoodie and the cutoff sweatshirt and not doesn't say a lot. And, you know, and yet this game, you know, the, the, the game I'm watching right now, the uh, 49ers and the um, Saints and Sean Payton's animated on the sideline. Like, like I just want to see Jason Garrett one time get animated. You know, I, I did watch the sideline. They have the, the NFL films releases, the, the mic, and they'll do a three or four minute video of, you know, kind of the, the mic'd up. And, um, you know, I did see Jason Garrett with, with a, a little kind of some sort of attempt, not, not the Bears game, but in the, um, the Bills game, some kind of attempt to rile guys up on the sideline. But it seems like that's the exception and not the norm. Like, I think when, when we, to K-Star's point of leadership, you know, what you've done is not working, all right? And as a leader, you've got to realize this is who I've been and this is what I've done, and it's not working. Let me do something different. Even if it's out of your comfort zone, who fucking cares? You know what it would mean to that team to see him, Mr. The Clapper, as they call him, and you know, the, the redheaded this and all these insults, to see him getting emotional from the, from the beginning of the game, I don't know if these guys would know. They'd be like, where's Jason Garrett go? Who is this guy? You know, Jay and I played basketball for this guy, and he wasn't a very good coach. You know, he just retired a couple of years ago. So it shows you how long he coached for, and I think his life record was under 500. So he really wasn't a very good coach. He coached ba- baseball and he coached basketball. And I think he coached basketball because there was no one else to coach <laughs> when uh, the coach that was before him was coaching and, and retired and they didn't have anybody. So he coached it, but he loved baseball. That was his, that was his, his sport. Um, but then he got into coaching basketball. So he stuck with it and he did it for 30 years. Um, he wasn't very good, but what he was, he was emotional. Okay. He was very emotional and he could get you fired up. <laughs> That's the one thing he could do. Couldn't diagram a play to save his life, but he could fire you up. <laughs> <laughs> JB, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, well, um, of course not. <laughs> shit. Oh, <God>. yeah. <laughs> Look, I tried coaching years later, and I tried using some of those plays, and I had to, I had to just scrap them. They, they were all terrible. I'm like, oh my god, no wonder we, no wonder we, we, we suck. These plays are, these plays are horrible. <laughs> but absolutely suck. Absolutely. But he was very emotional. Sometimes in an emotional game like football, you need that fire. Someone's got to bring that fire. And it can't always be a player. Sometimes you want to look up at, you know, a coach that's getting fired up. Not not Bouchard, not Marinelli, not Killamore. Jason Garrett, you're the leader of the team. Get fired up. You're on your way out the door. If that don't fire you up, I don't know what will. But it's time. It's time. It's time to get fired up. Got a big game on Sunday, game of the week again. I don't know. This team gets more primetime games and feature games than, than any other team in the league and all the other teams combined. 
They're always on prime time, either Fox's game of the week, Sunday night football, Monday night football. Like, you look back, Dallas is always in a key game. Well, somebody got to get fired up over there. I, I Get Michael Irvin out there. Put him on the sidelines. Fly me and JB yes. in. We'll get him fired. But somebody's yes. got to get him fired up. Good God. All right. Um, so let's 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 give K Star some shine, man. I mean, you know, K Star, you you have got to be, you know, you you probably sitting here listening to us, and you know, and and I recall beginning of the season, and I and and I wanted to go back and find the audio because I remember saying this, but I'd have to go back and listen to an hour or two of the show to figure out. But I remember saying when we were 3-0 and and you were 0-3, and, and I remember saying, not going to give you a hard time because things can change. <laughs> you know, we could, we could just as easily mm-hmm. be 0-3 and you could be 3-0. and I remember saying something like that to you, that this league is funny and things change. I didn't mean it to change this season. Cry out loud. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, I see your tweets. I see your Facebook posts. But get you know, give you the floor, no parameters. Your team has won eight out of ten games, come from zero and three to be eight and five, and holding on to that sixth playoff spot. How does it feel? And you know, who who do you give the lion's share of the credit to for the turnaround of this team? Uh, Mike Tomlin for sure. Mike Tomlin and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, sorry, Mika Fitzpatrick, Ron Fitzpatrick. Um, <laughs> You know, honestly, you can just credit the Steelers organization because they made the trade right from the top down. Tomlin wanted Fitzpatrick. Uh, Kevin Colbert, our GM, made the trade to make that happen. And I think it it, it told the locker room two things. It said, hey, we're still trying to win. Um, and it said that, you know, we have a chance, right? I think the, the, the move had, you know, dual implications from that perspective. Um you know, and since acquiring them, the defense became a top five unit across pretty much every you know metric across the board, and they've been running the show. And I mean, it starts at the top of again organizationally, and and then goes down to the coach, in my opinion. And Tomlin's done just such a brilliant job in winning with you know Duck Hodges and and the Steelers' offense. I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> the Steelers' offense is terrible. It's like a gadget gimmicky offense. We're running like Wildcat and just the short little passes, and occasionally going deep and you know, we're trying to play a high the quarterback, and it's it's working. The, the team's just scheming, and, and they're running the defense. And, um, you know, I, again, I think that move had it sent significant uh, messages to, to Lockerman and to, to the team that, you know, I, I, and I think that it had a residual effect that Mike Tom was able to, to carry the torch on with, and that's just, hey, we're in this. Um, I'm a leader, and uh, – we can get this. We can get this thing corrected. You know, we're not going to. Our standards is too high and too excellent for 0 and 3. You know, I mean, in 14 years, the Steelers haven't had a losing season, and they could have made a. And I expected it to happen to to be a losing season after we lost Ben for the year and we started off 0 and 3. Um, but you know, Tomlin made a big move, uh, and the team followed his lead. And and this is a defensive unit, and um, you know, it's crazy. We likely are going to make the playoffs. And knows what the hell happens. I mean, like you said earlier, like, who gives a shit? Like, we don't know. We don't fucking know. I mean, 
the, the one thing I do know is the Steelers' defense poses problems for any offense that plays. Now, whether or not our offense could keep pace, whole other question. I mean, that remains to be seen. But shit, man, I didn't think that we would go from 0-3 to 8-5 and when we lost Big Ben for the year, and here we are. So, you know, for me, that just starts with Mike Tomlin, and it shows why he hasn't had a losing season ever as a head coach. And um, and it's just it's just super impressive. I, again, I didn't expect it at all, but it's it's great to be a Steelers fan right now. Um, I feel really good about where we're headed. And, and let me add this, and I'll see Jay wants to jump on. But let me add this. Um, you know, you, the one of the most famous stats that's thrown around is what happens when you start out 0-2, right? That's the stat everyone jumps on. You got like a 12% chance of making the playoffs. And, you know, the thing with stats is that's historical. Ain't got nothing to do with this team, this season, moving forward. That's historical data that's irrelevant. You know, and everybody saw that, and we saw it, and, you know, and, hey, I'll be the first one that said, you guys sure you want to go get Fitzpatrick when, you know, Big Ben's future is uncertain and you're giving away a first-round draft pick? Like, are you sure? What do we know, right? What do we know? <laughs> because these guys get paid millions of dollars a year to make decisions. And someone said, hey, you know, I don't know what we're going to do on offense, but I do know we've got a lot of potential on defense if we tighten this up. So let's make that move and see what, and see how it plays out. And I think K-Star nailed it. The message was we're not quitting on the season. That's a culture of winning. That's a team that has six Super Bowls too, ladies and gentlemen, six Super Bowls. Everybody wants to talk about the Patriots' six Super Bowls. They do have six, right? Patriots, they don't have seven yet, right? So six. No, I, I, I can't. I, okay, okay. Just check. They keep their seven. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But that's the team that got six before the Patriots got six. That's a team that's had three coaches in its career, and all the coaches have a Super Bowl, at least one on their resume. There's a culture of winning over there that we used to have in Dallas. We ain't got it no more, but we used to. It's gone, and that's the difference. And, and I think K Star nailed it when he said. We're sending a message that we're not quitting. We're not throwing the towel in, even at 0-3. We're, we're, we're not done. You know, we always play the holy hell. We're going to bring holy hell in. You know, I gave Tomlin a hard time because I thought he had lost the team, lost the locker room. A.B. was running crazy. Bell set out a whole year. Ben lacked leadership. Blah, blah, blah. What the fuck do we know? Team's 8-5 and five with a very good chance of going to the playoffs. You know, so when we're sitting here on the outside predicting, guess what? We're not always right. JB, anything to add? I mean, you both of you hit the point solidly. Um, and again, I, I tip my cap to what the Steelers have been able to do with a four-string quarterback and, and still winning games. I even said too, I, I was questioning their decision to go and get Fitzpatrick for a first round, uh, giving up a first round. I said on that show. They're looking to grind out victories, and that's what they've done. But the key to that is they've gotten victories. And that whole mantra of next man up is truly what it is. Next man up, you have a job to do. You have to be ready. When your number is called, you have to be ready to go. And they've managed to really right the ship in the middle of the season 
with, if I'm not mistaken, a, 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 an above average schedule in terms of strength of schedule. So when you think about the opponents they've had to play combined with the injuries, combined with the production that used to be in the, in the past that's not there now, um, they've done a great job. It, it, and it, that, that's what further sickens me with the Cowboys. They had the 29th hardest schedule. There's only 32 teams in the league, yet they find themselves at six or seven. Steelers at eight and five had a much more difficult schedule with many more obstacles to overcome. Yet they're two games ahead of where the Cowboys were, and had a, a three game uh, a, a number that over three versus three and zero, oh, so they have three games to play catch up. Hard to do in a 16 game schedule, so. K-Star, you should be growing. You should be happy. Uh, as a football fan, I'm happy for you. I'll, I'll, I'll go about as far as I can go with that one. But continue to support your team the way you have been, even during dark times. You've been there. You've been frustrated just like T and I, as we are with our team. So uh, this is our chance now to just turn to you and say, hey, good job in, in your fandom and, and good job with your team. Hey man, I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, I mean, really, it's, it props to, to the organization and, and Tomlin for making that move, and it was widely criticized at the time, you know. But it, again, it was it was to suggest and also to, to lend themselves to defense and talent to say we're not listen, we're not quitting. It's not what we do, and um, man, it's, it's just been awesome for to see it come together so well. You know what's interesting? When I watched this 49ers-Saints game, and I had just gotten into a discussion with um, a friend of mine, a guy I've known a very long time who's a Cowboy fan, and we had we had gotten into a discussion on Facebook about the Cowboys, and he felt that they just needed to tighten up their defense, that the defense has been the issue. And so I kind of pushed back on him and said, well, Defense has been the issue. Offense has been the issue. Special teams has been the issue. <laughs> I mean, the whole team has been an issue. And he's like, no, he's like, the defense isn't stopping anybody. And, you know, this team's scoring 26 points a game. You should be able to win more than half your games scoring 26 points a game. And, you know, I had to I, – I, and it's frustrating to have a conversation with someone and feel like, that person's watching Sports Center. I'm actually watching the games. And that 26 points a game is misleading because the second and third quarter of the game, the team isn't really doing much of anything. Or many weeks, the first and second quarter of the game, the team wasn't doing anything. So it was later in the game that the team was putting up those points. So I'm trying to explain to him that, yeah, the defense needs to pick up, but the offense hasn't been consistent. Despite what the stats say, I watched the game. And special teams has been terrible. Thank God they got rid of Maher. Good, good, good move. A little late, but good move. And I was trying to explain it to him. And, and I kind of wanted to go back to him and say, did, did you watch the 49ers and Saints? Because 49ers had the number one defense in the league, and the Saints put 46 points up. 46 on the number one defense in the NFL. And Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, put up 46 points. But Jimmy G put up 48, just enough to get a win. And that's what the point I was trying to make. You know, so what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to dog the 49ers defense, who we've seen all seen, has been stout because they went up against a Hall of Famer and he, he, he lit them up. No, you go and you outscore them. 
and both teams played 60 minutes of football. They made mistakes. There were turnovers and, you know, but those teams were hitting. They were playing, you know, like that was a complete game. In my mind, that was a game of the year. And that's what we strive to see from our team. If you're a Saints fan, I'm sorry, Sean Payton. Listen, okay, I get it. You wanted to win. And you're like, uh, you know, there's no console. I, I get it. But you know what? So your team went from, you know, now you're 10-3. and three. Like, if, if, if we were 10-3 and three and lost a game like that, I wouldn't be, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, there's no shame in losing a game like that. There's none. Zero. You fought the entire game. Now, I would talk to your secondary about trying to tackle Kittles up around the shoulder pads. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I don't think that was too smart. But you played 60 minutes. I don't know. Did you guys watch the game? Did you watch the 49ers and the Saints? I was able to watch the uh, rerun of it. Great game. Oh, man, great game. I watched um, watched it on Red Zone while it happened. I didn't see the full game, but I definitely saw the end of it. Where Kittle was annihilating some guy with a stiff arm. <laughs> they, they tackled him, and he got another 25-plus yards. They were trying to bring him down, including pulling his face mask. Like, they were just – and he oh, was yeah. not go down. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, bro, oh, was – you know, What's that? I was just gonna say it was like an old school Gronk play, man. When like Gronkowski refused to be tackled when he was a young pup, that's what it reminded me of, man. He just did not want to go down. Yeah, you know, and you know what? It, you know what it made me think of? Honestly, a game the Cowboys huh. had against the Eagles, and Jason, and, uh, Jason Witten's helmet got knocked off. And oh yeah, around around the field. kept going. Kept yeah, going. Like, yeah. and it wasn't. And and if and if you watched it, it wasn't. He didn't hesitate. There was no. He just, helmet comes off, he just kept going. Like, that's what's missing. And it's not just the Cowboys. They're picking on the Cowboys because it's our team. But there's certain teams, like the Chargers, you know, really, you know. Um, there's just teams out there that you just look at and you say, what are you doing? What are you doing? Raiders, you know, one, another team inconsistent. The Browns, inconsistent. You know, what are you doing? And, you know, if you're going to lose and you're going to have a losing record and you're fighting every game, okay, I can live with it. There's going to be seasons like that. All teams, well, except maybe the Steelers, but most teams have had them. You have those seasons where, you know, you're going to be 4-12 and 12 and your team isn't really that good, but you're fighting. You're fighting. You're doing the George Kittle. You're fighting. And I watch these two heavyweights go at it. And, man, it was a hell of a game. It's one of those games where you don't want to see a loser. Anyway. Um, so let's, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about the Patriots. Now I'll start with you, JB. Well, first, let me make sure you guys are up to speed on this. Are you guys up to speed on the latest, the latest controversy with the Patriots? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. That's a – Right. We're monitoring the or recording the Eagles sideline. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, worth of it. so mm-hmm. yeah. So, JB, start with you. Um, do you buy their explanation? 
and your Hell thoughts no. on the latest the latest uh, controversy. What are your What are your thoughts? Hell no, I don't buy it. You You've already been accused of and had draft picks taken away from Deflate Gate, from Spy Gate, from all these different gates. Now this comes up, and it's the same the same personnel involved. We're talking about the owner, Kraft. We're talking about the coach, Belichick. I'm not pointing fingers at them or anything. I'm not even going to go that route. But like we've talked about on this show, originating on this show, the coach and quarterback combination. Well, there's also an owner and coach combination too. And that one seems to rear its head yet again with this particular episode. No, I don't buy any of that. I don't buy any of it. Not with Trump money or Monopoly money. It doesn't matter. Point of the fact is you were caught again, pants down. Filming a Cincinnati Bengals team that has, what, one win, two wins, something like that. Who knows what other times this has occurred. They just happened to get caught this time. So, no, I don't buy the explanation. I, I don't buy the whole plausibility that I've heard a few times both yesterday and today. I don't buy any of that. Got no business doing what you did, period, point blank, especially given the fact that you've been hand-slapped more than once regarding the same type of situation. So there's no excuse. There's nothing that you can say to me that's going to help me explain it. I would love to see the footage. That would really be the icing on the cake. So I'm going to assume, I'm going to play worst-case scenario. I'm going to play bad cop. Let's assume everything that has been stated is actually what happened and is actually on that tape. I don't know what kind of penalty it is for the NFL to come down. I don't know what Goodell can do, but he'll have to do something. And they'll have to be swift about it, and it's have to be extremely enforceable and, and punished to the highest extent. There's just no excuse for it. Okay. Tell me how you really feel. Uh, K-Star, what do you think? <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to think yet. Um, maybe I am missing a few details on it. I'm not sure. The leak commented or made any declaration, I believe it's being investigated, so I kind of just want to wait until they figure out what exactly happened. Um, you know, because the whole Spygate thing to me, not Spygate, the Flategate, rather, was, was overblown and silly. Um, Spygate was a really long time ago. I don't know if it's the same thing or not. If it is, then obviously it need to be punished again. Um, but if it turns out it was just actually you know, stuff for the documentary and stuff and whatever you know it could just be overblown so i don't i don't know yet i just kind of want more information i i i don't want to overreact i trust me my first instinct is it's shitty and they did it but i i don't know yet so it's probably not what anyone wants to hear it's not like any any conviction i just don't know what to feel yet and and once we get more information i'll go from there so i've got enough information to have an opinion um and unless I hear something drastic uh, going in the other direction, you probably, my know, opinion you is, probably know more about it, honestly, T, than I do, to be, to be honest. I only well, heard well, so, that they missed So I'll, tell, I'll share with you what I know. So the Patriots do a, um, they call it kind of a do your job segment that they put on the internet. And they were doing a mm-hmm. videotape of what a scout does, and they got the Bengals' permission. And apparently, 
the Bengals noticed that while they were videotaping, they were also videotaping the coaches and the defensive signals on the sideline. And of course they, they confronted, um, you know, the, 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 the Patriots about it and, you know, the, whoever the, the, the video company said that it was an accident. It, it, they didn't mean to, um, they said, why don't we just delete everything and pretend like this just didn't happen. That was their reaction. And of course the Bengals were like, uh, no, <laughs> we're going to report this to the NFL. Cause it's not what you're supposed to be doing. Um, when Spygate happened, it was reported that if you were caught, that the company was supposed to say that they were just doing a documentary and that this was an accident, which is pretty much exactly what they're saying this time. So they're giving the same excuse they gave for the last time that they were caught doing it. And they're trying to, you know, Belichick came out and said, you know, it's not, it's, it's not our company, even though the Patriots hired this company and they have nothing to do with it, which is pretty much, what they told people to say the first time that they were caught. So it's looking not good. It's looking like Belichick, you know, um, the whole, if you're not cheating, you ain't trying. Um, I think Nick Wright said just what I was thinking when I watched his analysis. Why is it when these things happen, it's always the Patriots? You know, like if you said a team, an NFL team is accused of cheating and I gave you no other information, what would the first team come to, mind, come to your mind be? And most football fans would say it must be the Patriots. Yet they're, you know, this century the most successful franchise, but yet there's always something, right? The Deflategate and Spygate and, you know, the time that, although this, wasn't, this was not cheating, but it was called into question when they played, I believe it was um, – it was either the Ravens, it was a Harbaugh team. It was either the Ravens or it was Harbaugh's 49ers, and they did this really funky lineup and had receivers that were eligible because of the lineup that they did, but no one knew, but Belichick knew. And it didn't break any rules, but it was just like he's always skirting the outside of the perimeter of what's right and what's wrong. And I think in this particular case, unless – Somehow or another, they're able to vindicate them. And I'm, all, and I'm okay with due process, and I'm okay if they come back and find out, you know what, it was totally innocent. They were able to prove that it was totally innocent. Because Spygate, we never saw the video. Matter of fact, Goodell ordered them to be destroyed. He never wanted anybody to see the video. But from what I understand through watching enough of these shows, it was a, much worse than what they reported. It was blatant, like it was clear-cut that they were, they were stealing signals. They were, you know, videotaping for the purposes of a competitive advantage and violating NFL rules. And if this is anything like that, um, I think everything that happened, the lost draft pick, the fines, all of that stuff should happen, and I think Belichick should be suspended for a season. Just like Sean Payton was suspended for a season with Bounty Gate. I think Belichick should be suspended for a season. Maybe Kraft, too. I don't know yet because we we have to learn, you know. But definitely Belichick should get a, a year a year suspension. He should be suspended for next season, without a doubt. Which would totally blow my prediction, my 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 bold prediction, my my going out on the ledge and saying, "Don't be surprised if Belichick ends up in Dallas next year." Um, but that's 
that's a topic for another day. But I think he should be suspended for the entire season. This, this is ridiculous, and it hasn't stopped. And I think it was uh, Max Kellerman who said, it's kind of a, a interesting analogy, but a very accurate one. He says, you know, they say if you if you if you go to a a place, a building, or a room, or a house, or something, and you see eight one roach, there's a hundred more on the wall. You know, so one roach means that there's a lot of roaches. And his his by making that comparison, he's like, so we see this happening. What else are they doing that we don't know about that could be skirting the law or even breaking the rules, but no one has figured it out yet because it keeps happening. And I totally agree with that. You know, you want to sit there and say, Belichick's the greatest coach ever for a reason. Brady's the greatest quarterback for a reason. Not because they're breaking rules, because they, they study, they, they, they prepare themselves, they're talented, you know, they, they don't leave anything to chance. You know, I see the decisions they make, you know, going up against Dallas and nobody back to kick a few, uh, to return a, um, punt and they're throwing Dallas off because they didn't expect it. Blocking, you know, they, I think they blocked four punts this year. The whole NFL has blocked nine punts. Patriots have blocked four. Like, things like that, you want to say, wow, you know, this is a team that's paying attention to detail and that's why they're always so great. But then all this other stuff, you sit there and you say, okay, so is it the preparation and talent or do they need that extra? Because Bill Belichick is uber competitive and he doesn't want to leave anything to chance. So he breaks the rules when he can. I don't know, but I know if they find out that this is what they think it is, he should get suspended for a year. Period. So we'll keep an eye on that story. Um, well, damn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey. yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you if uh, it ends up being, you know, like we think it could possibly could be, you know, I mean, if it if, if there was some foul play going on and if they're being shady and doing what they weren't supposed to be doing, then I think the year suspension makes sense. There's some precedent or, you know, already with Sean Payton, and this would be the second time that um, Belichick has been involved in orchestrated or, you know, had some involvement at some level in the organization. So I'm with you if it, if it turns out to be the case. I'm hoping it's not me. I really don't want Spygate 2.0. I just... God, I just hope that they weren't doing some shady shit. It's not sounding good, though. It's sounding way more likely that they were. I just, man. And if they were, I mean, they definitely need to be punished. We can't be having this shit happen time and time again. Like, you're right. Absolutely 100% right about that. Like, it it just can't happen again. It's just bullshit. That's what they're doing. JB, will you try to jump in? I was just going to say, it's kind of like what The Rock said a long time ago. You live by the dirt, you die by the shovel. They keep doing the same yeah. damn thing and keep getting caught. And that's what I was saying also in, in, with the example that Max was giving. If they've been caught these times, what else have they been able to get away with? And we just don't know, obviously. Right. But it would be, it'd be a shame because you think about an organization. We'll, we'll put the whole all the gates to the side. Since since Belichick has been there, they've been the most successful franchise in this span that we've seen within the, the history of football. But this will always, these instances will always cast a shadow of doubt over that organization. It's not good for the organization, but as a whole, it's not good for football. Because now you don't know who's really on the up and up. These folks get caught doing this, that, and the third. You don't know who else is doing what. 
it's not a good look for them, but as a football fan, it's not a good look for the NFL either. Yeah, and, and you know, remember, the reason this all came to light with Spygate is because, you know, um, Eric Mangini was, I believe, head coaching the Jets, if I remember correctly, after, you know, he was uh, Belichick's uh, defensive coordinator. He was defensive coordinator. And he went to coach the Jets. And he called Belichick and said something to the effect of, I know what you do. I'm asking you not to do it with us. And Belichick wouldn't agree. Like, Belichick, you know, pretty much, you know, we don't know the exact wording, but the conversation was, don't do it with us. And Belichick was like, yeah, fuck you. We're going to do what we do. And then, you know, Mangini was like, okay, well, then I got to do what I got to do. And he called and turned him in. So, you know, so there's stuff going on there that people don't know about. Mangini knew, you know, and, and, you know, and here's the thing, and let's just call it like it is. And I, I know I'm, I, I called this early. I know I did. And I, and I own it, but it's over. Okay. I was wrong when I said it last time. I ain't wrong now. It's over. The, the, the dynasty is done. The Super Bowls, it's over. It's done. If anybody watching this team now has to now accept that while you, you're going to go to the playoffs, there's no way on this earth that you're going to be able to beat the Ravens, the Chiefs. I mean, those are the top two teams right there. You're not going to get by either one of those. They ain't happening. Now, somehow or another, you don't have to play either one of those two teams. Uh, we'll see. But it, – it, it's over. Tom Brady's done. He's toast. You know, can he still throw the ball? Hey, we had Vinny Testaverde at 40-something in Dallas under Parcells. Threw a pretty ball, pretty tight spiral. Still had a long arm. He was a terrible quarterback, but he could still throw the ball. Okay, Brady can still throw the ball. Brady's still smart. You know, he's, he's got the brain. He knows what he's doing back there. And, and we saw with Peyton Manning at an advanced age – Physical abilities diminished and a good defense. It was just enough. I mean, he came in, replaced Osweiler, and won another Super Bowl, you know, playing like garbage. He was smart enough to pull that off. So, theoretically, yeah, Brady, Brady could, could do that. But the level of competition now is stiffer than it was when Peyton did it. There, there was no Mahomes and there was no Lamar Jackson. And we've seen what both of those teams have done to the Patriots. And they don't have a response. So, you know, and, and you know, okay, I get it. You know, the, the, the missed calls and, you know, I, I get all of that. But you know what? I, 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 there's not a team in the NFL that hasn't had a game where they can go back and look at the ref's calls. We've had them this year. You know, tripping calls and stuff that we've had. It's part of football. You know, but it's a 60-minute game. James Harden goes in and dunks a basketball, and they don't think the ball came through the net, and they don't give him the point. And, and, and the Rockets <laughs> protest because they ended up losing, and the NBA comes back and says, wait a minute, there was seven minutes left to go in the game. That one basket didn't lose you the game. Well, football 60 minutes. 
I get it. You're right. What's his name? Harris, I think his name is. He didn't walk out of bounds. What they were looking at when he was on the sideline looked like pretty clear to us, even in fast motion. It was pretty clear. There was green between his foot and sideline, and how they called him out of bounds, I don't know. And it took a touchdown away, and it made it a field goal. And the fumble, yeah, pretty clear. Didn't look close to me. So I get it. I get it, Patriots fans. You're right. But Tom Brady still looked like crap and has looked like crap most of this year. It's over. It's done. It's, you're not going back to the Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. And, you know, all, and then on top of it, you got to deal with all this alleged cheating going on. It's over. Now I want to see how many Patriots fans stay Patriots fans. Uh, and, and, you know, all this Patriot hype now will start to die down. And I'm just curious now what happens. Because I got to tell you something. I don't know if you guys know this. Patriots fans have been quiet. Patriots fans have been quiet. I ain't heard much. Between losing and then all of this stuff, man, they've been quiet. They can be pretty obnoxious. I live in New England. Let me tell you, they can be very obnoxious. Them motherfuckers have been quiet a lot. Of <laughs> but it's over. It's over. Put a fork in them. They're done. It's over. 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 You know what they should do is, is go. Man, you know what they that. should do is go full. They should go full heel and re-sign AB and just try to make one one last run. Well, now, that, I mean, the reputation is already. That would be a move. That would be a move that I would have to come back and say, okay, let me let me let me retract my statement because yeah. you you just brought the best wide receiver in NFL on your team. Yeah. I mean, I said after the Cowboys lost on Thanksgiving, go sign AB. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I, I don't care anymore. I'm t- I, you, 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 we're all wrestling fans here. Let's go. You're right. Go full heel. CM Punk will be on Backlash I, in an hour. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, really? I knew he was doing some um, some talk shows on wrestling. I didn't know he was actually going to come That's the talk show. Back for... Backlash. It comes 11 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. This will be his second episode. He'll, he'll, he'll be uh, – He'll be, he'll be wrestling by WrestleMania. Just wait and see. He, yeah, this, you're this probably is, right. This is the soft. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's without a doubt. I mean, he sucked at the UFC. At two fights, he was terrible. Yep. Yep. And, and, you know, where else is he going to go and make the kind of money that the uh, WWE is going to pay him? I mean, Brock's there. I mean, look at all the guys. that come. Brock, Tyson Fury came in and did something. Um, what's his name? Kane Velasquez, Ronda Rousey. Because they can pay. They yep. can pay that Dane. Dana White money, and yep. you know it's safer. I mean, you're gonna still take falls and bunk, but you're not getting real. You're not getting your face beat in. Like, what's this? Oh my God! You see this? Right. <laughs> um, Alice Overstein. Oh my God. I, ooh, yeah, it was terrible. Y'all ain't seen it. Oh, it's gross. As a matter of fact, don't don't see it. But his lip was just busted, like split laterally, like head, like yeah. you know, up and down, not left to right. Ooh, it's gross. It was gross. <laughs> um. Yeah, but the Patriots should go full heel. Fuck, I mean, because think about it. They're they're you know they're getting public. Their their public image is taking another hit with this uh, allocation and possible you know fallout from it. It's like you know what? Okay, at this point, and, and you look at their offense is sputtering. To your credit, I mean, to your point, Brady does not look good. The receivers do not look very good. I mean, if I'm them, I'm just like, look, our if I'm Bob Kraft, our reputation right now is is through the tank. You know, our, our, 
track card, frankly, we don't look very good uh, offensively. We just bring back AP for the year and just try one more, at least one more fucking Super Bowl and, and call it, you know, call it a season because this isn't going to do it. Not with those negative publicity, not with how the receivers aren't getting open, not with how Tom is playing on offense. They might as well. I have to agree with you on that one. I, I I would support it 100% from a football standpoint. I would say yep. I would call the front. I would call the commissioner's office, and I'd say, okay, you know where where does where do things stand? Because as of right now, he's not prohibited. And so the the concern is if we sign him and then you put him on the exempt list, we've still got to pay him, and he doesn't play. So I would call someone front and say, look. You know, if we bring him back or if we sign him, is he going to be able to play? We've got three games, playoffs, Super Bowl possibly, or, you know, that's what I would do. And if they say at this point he's not prohibited from playing, I'm with you, K-Star, especially the Patriots. I mean, I mean, in fairness to Brady, he ain't got nobody to throw to. I mean, I, I have to – I mean, you know, I, 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 let's call it like it is. I mean, he ain't got yeah, anybody out there to rough. throw to. Oh, it's bad. No, we should go it, try it, it, out. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead, Jay. I'll let you handle that. Um, although with my cushioning, I could probably take the hits a little bit better. So maybe, maybe we both do it. You can be, uh, you could be the uh, the agile, elusive one, and I'll be kind of the bulldozer. You know. Yeah, I'd last check. one. Hit. Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd last one hit. It'd be over. <laughs> Uh, Nick Bosa come hit me one time It's over Okay that's it That's a good fate Okay thanks, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, Yeah well I, It ain't gonna happen But it, it, it I agree with you I mean because At this point You know As far as I can see They're done It's over Um, You know And, and, and a lot of it again I, I, You know He doesn't have weapons But he just doesn't look good He doesn't look you know, I mean, he's got he's got what's his name Edelman, and that's really about it. James White coming out of the backfield every once in a while. Other than that, I can't even name the other receivers he's got. I think Philip Dorsett, maybe eh. Sanu, not doing anything. And these guys aren't doing anything. So, um, all right. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, so we asked who was going to win the NFC East a few weeks ago. JB and I, of course, were, you know, saying the Cowboys. K-Star said the Eagles. Um, I'm going to go to JB on this one. Um, and just, you know, just so that everybody understands. Uh, if the Eagles went out, they win the division. If Dallas wins, no matter what happens against the Rams, if the Cowboys win the last two games, they win the division. If they beat the Rams and then beat the Eagles, they win the division. The, the Redskin game would become meaningless. So Dallas only needs to win one game and beat the Eagles, and they win the division. The Eagles have a little bit more work because Dallas is undefeated in the division, and Dallas also beat the Eagles in their head-to-head previously. So the Eagles have a little more work to win the division. Like, as, as of right now, they got to win out to win the division, um, which will put them at 9-7. and seven. Dallas could actually win the division at eight and eight. I don't think the Eagles can win the division at eight and eight, however. And I'd have to sit down and actually like look at the schedule and do it. I think the division record, Dallas would have a better division record. Even if the Eagles beat Dallas, 
Um, but if they lose another division game and Dallas beat the Redskins and they both end up 8-8, eight and eight, Dallas wins the division. So Eagles pretty much got to win out to win a division. Dallas has to win two out of the three, but they've got to beat the Eagles in one of those. So um, statistically, <laughs> Dallas has a much better chance of winning the division than the Eagles, statistically. But we know what that means, right? Because if you go 0-2, you're not going to the playoffs. Somebody forgot to tell, you know, somebody, Mike, Mike Tomlin didn't read that memo. Okay, so, um, you know, JB, you, could, you can speak as a fan. You could speak as a, an analyst. You could speak as a human being. You could speak as all of the three. But be honest, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys' chances of making the playoffs at this point? Uh, I'm going to speak as, as a combination of all of that you just mentioned. And I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. You look at the talent on the roster from top to bottom. They're probably one of the most, if not arguably the most talented roster from top to bottom. And talent, based upon what we've seen, should be able to win out. So that's what I'm going to hang my hat on. I don't have any confidence in, in the coaching staff, especially with, with, uh, with Garrett. I've lost confidence there. But the talent is still there. Can they put it together is the question. I believe that they still can. I got on my high horse last week with the debate because I felt that strongly about them. They're my team still. I'm disgusted with them, disappointed with them, but at the end of the day, that's still my team. So from a fandom perspective, from an analytical perspective, from just a fan of football and what I know and and what I don't know, I'm still going to say that the Cowboys win the division. Okay. Um, I'm not going to ask K-Star because I know he's going to pick the Eagles. But I will ask K-Star a different question. Um, what are your thoughts on the Eagles after having to go in overtime to beat a two-win New York Giants team who was, you know, playing Eli Manning, who hadn't played all most of the season, 38 years old? You know, how do you feel about the Eagles after, you know, they did get the win, but – Looked like it took a lot of work. What are your thoughts on the Eagles after last night's game? I mean, it just kind of suck. Like <laughs> they're just <laughs> I don't know. They're they're under. I mean, the Cowboys are both talented teams. They just seem like they're underperforming this year for whatever reason. Um, I know that at one point the Eagles only had one wide receiver on the field due to injury, but um. Yeah, they looked really bad. You know, they won the game, and that was, I guess, impressive at the end to come back how they did. Um, but they're just not an impressive team. I mean, I, I just don't have high expectations for them whatsoever. They've been underwhelming literally the entire year, the entire fucking season. They've been bad. Like, they've been – when I say bad, I mean bad relative to expectation. Um, you know, so they're okay, I guess, but it's just not what I don't think anyone imagined them to be. Whatsoever. Yeah, and and I think, you know, I I think people have to stop. With I think Carson Wentz, he's just not the Carson Wentz that everybody hyped him up to be. You know, I mean, and I and I I'm not really sure what I I don't want to say the guy doesn't have talent, but I I. I Short of, was it last 
year, last season, or the season before, it was the season before, I think, that he had, um, through 13 games, had played like an MVP level and then got hurt. And then Foles came in and finished off the season, and they went and won a Super Bowl. And then last season, um, he got hurt again, and Foles came in, and they uh, didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs. And then Foles came in. Not only did they make the playoffs, they got a, they got a playoff win um, under Foles. So two years in a row. Um, so his first year, he did nothing. The second year, um, they won the Super Bowl under Foles. Third year, um, they went to the playoffs under Foles, and now this is his fourth year, um, same, as, same as Dak. And the team looks mediocre at best. I don't think he's that yep. good. I mean, I, I mean, you know, let's just call it like it is. I mean, how much more do we need to see? With Dak Prescott, at least we've seen an ascension in his skills. I very clearly remember being on this very show his first year, wishing he would throw the ball downfield, wondering what's going on and why isn't he throwing a ball downfield his rookie year. That's a year he won 11 in a row, by the way. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe you need to go back to what you did that year because you won 11 in a row. <laughs> um, you know, had one of the best rookie seasons ever. I think the only other rookie season on record that's even in the discussion is the Big Ben season. Okay? It was phenomenal. And we've seen his skills improve. You know, he's got, you know, he might, you know, 4,500-plus yards this year. You know, I mean, we've seen his skills improve, even though the team around him still seems to be struggling. We haven't seen that with Carson Wentz. We just haven't. He's just not that good. Could he be? Uh, Maybe. Has he had patches? Yeah, but as JB always says, your best ability is availability, and that's been an issue for him. And now this year he's playing in every game, and it looks like crap. So I got to tell you, as bad as my team has played, and as much as my team has struggled, inconsistent, I like our chances. I mean, knowing that you have to beat an Eagles team that you mollywopped earlier this year and that you won four in a row against, and Ezekiel Elliott um, and Dak together are undefeated against the – so when they both play, they have not lost to the Eagles, not once, together. And they're going to Philly, okay? And they play every year, one game in Philly. I feel pretty good about going to Philly and beating the team that I saw last night that didn't look very good at all. Had to go into overtime to beat a giant team that clearly just let – I mean, I don't know what the hell that touchdown was, that the, you know, like – that's their only receiver, and you just let them walk in the, the tight end, Ertz, just let them score. Who cares? Unbelievable. Um, I feel pretty good about that game. And then the Redskins. The Redskins have been playing better, but really, are they going to come to Dallas and beat us the last game of the season with the division on the line? It ain't going to happen. So, and so, but let me just say this. I want to see a win on Sunday, though. I don't, I, you know, we, we've lost three in a row four out of five, you know, and for me, if this team is going to have any chance of doing anything in the postseason, finish, let's get these last three wins. Rams come to Dallas. You owe them from last playoffs. And then you go to Philly and you come back to Dallas. Get these three wins, finish at nine and seven, which means four years in a row that you've had a winning record under Dak Prescott as your starting quarterback. And now get ready to host probably the Seahawks again, who you beat a year ago. And then let's see what happens. Like, it's right fucking there. 
I don't want to be on this show next week and sitting over there pissed off because the Rams came into town and Gurley, who hasn't had a, really a great game all year, comes in and runs for 180 yards. Jarrett Goff, who was my fantasy quarterback, and then he just freaking fell apart. And now I'm in the freaking playoffs. I'm in the playoffs, and I got Goff, and I've got Fitzpatrick in the semifinals. And I'm starting <laughs> Fitzpatrick. That's because Fitzpatrick is playing the Giants. And the Rams are playing the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are giving up some passing yards now. But I can't I can't do it. I cannot put golf in. I can't. I know. K Star, you're gonna I, I get it, man. You 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 you're gonna yell at me and you're gonna say you can't you can't run your fantasy team with your heart, see? That's a formula for disaster. Yeah. True. Okay, then I'll then I'm gonna be then I'm gonna be a disaster because I can't put golf in. I'm putting Fitzpatrick in, <laughs> and I'm gonna live with that option anyway. No, Fitzpatrick's either. actually right now he's actually he's projected in, to have really well. one more point. He's actually projected to have one more point than golf right now. So we'll see. Yeah. But I mean, they didn't play him well. And, you know, and, I, and I got a monster lineup. I mean, I, I, if I don't win, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's all there for me to win. Again, and I get paid. But anyway, um, it, it it's right there for the Cowboys. It's right there. And I don't want to come on this show next week and, you know, me and Jay got to sit here and, and just start doing some serious cussing because the Cowboys done lost again. Time for that shit to stop. Seriously, I'm just disgusted. I'm disgusted. Disgusted. Um, all right. Well, listen, I ain't got much else. I've been trying to um, really just focus in on the heavyweight topics of the week and uh, gear up for a strong playoff run because, it's, it's, the play, I mean, this, this is going to be awesome. These playoffs are just going to be awesome. You know, when you, when you got the Ravens and the Chiefs and then the Patriots still trying to, you know, make their way and the Bills don't know what they're going to be able to do. Steelers, strong defense. You know, I, I see Connor and um, – Juju's supposed to be back this week, so maybe that'll juice up your offense. You know, it's you, when you're looking at the teams on the on the AFC, AFC rolling into the playoffs, then you go on the NFC, and you look at the Saints and the Seahawks and 49ers and the Packers, and I mean, man, oh man, put, putting loyalties aside, these playoffs is about to be hype. <laughs> Just saying, yeah, and it's wide open, and it's wide open. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, if anybody thinks there's a favorite, they don't know football. It's wide open. It, I, oh, man. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But anyway, um, all right, let's get on out of here. Final thoughts, and uh, um, we'll get on out of here. We'll start with you, K-Star, your final words, final thoughts. Yep. Um, listen, guys, it's, it's, we're already second week in December, which means what, we have a few weeks worth of football. Week 15 coming up. Um, good luck to everyone in the fantasy playoffs, and uh, it's about to be over already. So try to enjoy it as best you can. What was, what was the temperature in Jacksonville today? No, 60 degrees. <laughs> we got more snow coming tomorrow. Oh boy, more snow. But yeah, we will already have more in the foot of snow drops. Now, it didn't rain today, thankfully. 
we had rain like pretty much all day and it melted a lot of the snow so that's that was good news but we got like three more inches coming tomorrow which will give us like not even halfway through december and we've already had over a foot of snowfall not even halfway through december not even winter yet winter's later this month not even winter yet sucks i'm moving it i'm moving in with okay okay um (laughs) jv final thought I've said more than enough in regards to the Cowboys. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to take it to another level. Enjoy football. Enjoy everything about it. Uh, We saw a great game, San Francisco and New Orleans. Hope to see more of something like that. doesn't necessarily have to be a shootout, but just that kind of game where you just don't know who's going to win. It it comes down to the, the last possession for the team to, to eke out a victory. Those are the kind of games that have you on the edge of your seat. Well, I, I want to see more of those. I, I enjoyed watching that one. So football fandom, foremost, first and foremost, I want to see more of those. So I was glad to see that. And um, just enjoy your, your games for the weekend. Yeah. Um, echoing, you know, the sentiments of the seasons winding down three weeks to go. Um, you know, let's enjoy these last few weeks of football. I, I'm enjoying the games. Um, like Jay, I've said a lot. I did another show. Who knows? It's only Tuesday. Maybe I'll do another one before Sunday. Who knows? Um, uh, but I just want to see the Cowboys fight. You know, I mean, just even if you have to lose, which I don't want to see another loss, but um, – I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I felt the last couple games where I'm wondering where's this team's fight and where's this team's heart, where's this team's energy. I, I want to see you guys fight. Um, and it and it and it was, it was um, when I did the show on Sunday on a Friday. There had been a shooting, um, just before I had just gotten an alert, and I came on the air and I said, it really puts life in perspective. You know, you know, we sit over here and we're we're fans of our football teams, and you know, we live for this. We're fanatics, and you know, we 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 eat and drink and sleep this. And when our teams win, we're all excited and happy. When our teams lose, you know, don't nobody talk to me, don't text me, don't call me. You know, I got nothing to say to you. Leave me alone. My team lost. You know, it's 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 how we live. And then you know, I hear about it. And then it was another shooting in Jersey City today. Um, and it just really brings things in perspective. And then up here in Connecticut, and JB, I don't know if you heard about this because you're down there in Georgia, but uh, Denise DeCenzo, who is a uh, yep. Channel 3 WFSB CBS reporter, passed away over the weekend. And um, yep. very pretty lady, um, early 60s, salt-of-the-earth human being, been on the air for over 30 years. And what we heard was she was home with her family and her stomach was feeling a little funny. So she went to take some Tums and said she was going to lay down. And I guess four hours had passed and her husband went to check on her and she was dead. And they're, they're thinking she had a massive heart attack. And it just shows you that quickly. How old was she? 61. You look at her, she's like she's freaking 41. Like, you know, yeah. she doesn't look that. Hey, I knew she was. You know, at least in her 50s, because she'd been doing it for so long. But she looked young. Yeah. Apparently, everyone, you know, very healthy, ate healthy, exercised, and just out of nowhere. You know, and 
I, I think I say these things to just say, part of me says, let's just keep this in perspective. It is just football. <laughs> you know, it really is just football. As much as we love this game and love this sport and live and die with our teams, let's remember it is football. There are bigger things to deal with in life, you know, and, and, and let's, let's not forget that. That was kind of my point. Um, but, okay, but on that note, <laughs> I was going to go kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. No. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I was trying to tell you. So, all right. Well, listen, guys, thanks a lot. Train, I hope you're enjoying your cruise. You know, when I grow up, I want to be just like Dr. Train out there cruising on a on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, that's a song. Um, all right. JB, thank you. K-Star, thank you. Everybody, enjoy the games this weekend. Should be fun. We're wrapping it up. We're winding down. If you're in your fantasy playoffs, as I am in one league, um, good luck to you. And, uh, hey, as we say every week, and as happens every week, all of these feuds do get settled in one place, one place on the damn field. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Bop <laughs>